0: This is Urban Supreme, and I never listen to None Taken. Hey, Alan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a soundboard with Joe Biden's dog barking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I wish you, you recorded that, your laugh when you're reacting to that. <laughs> your laugh is so pure; like you're so happy. <laughs> listen to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that all day. Uh <laughs> fuck.
1: That was fun.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, I almost did a welcome. We're not doing that. Mm, welcome. Mm, uh well, uh mm, mm, welcome. <laughs> welcome to our uh our NPR themed Friday episode of None Taken. You're here with your host, Dustin. Hi, I'm in I'm in Nashville. My name's Dustin and across from me via Zoom chat
1: is hi, my friend hi. Alan hi I'm Alan and I'm I'm coming to you live from Northern California San this Francisco is terrible Bay area this is gross yeah I know it's gross we should
0: never do that no yeah probably shouldn't that was
1: that. worse than my Michael Barbaro impression I think. Uh, he
0: comes up on uh, he comes up later on our earlier show this is a time-traveling themed <laughs> podcast now we record two shows back-to-back but the right. the second one first and you hear that on Friday So it's a Rudy
1: Giuliani slash time traveling themed podcast. Yes. Everybody's yeah. On the same page here.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Alan, I have
1: a question for you. Oh,
0: do tell Sirhan Sirhan was released on parole, uh, I believe over the weekend or he's going to be released. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, the guy's like been in jail for 50 years. He's over 70. Um, who, do you, you, know, you, you want to just in
0: case people don't know who sirhan sirhan is do you want to tell the world the audience sure
1: sure so sirhan sirhan uh assassinated uh, robert kennedy jr back in 1960. No. Re- just robert kennedy you've been, robert, kennedy. <laughs> right. robert kennedy just the regular robert kennedy just the rubber regular Robert. yeah thing, my bad uh robert kennedy back in 1968 right yeah yeah um and this was as he was he was a senator at the time and he was running for president
0: yeah, uh, Sirhan um, Sirhan killed a Kennedy,
1: after all, it wasn't you and me. Rest in peace, Charlie <laughs> Watts. Indeed, indeed. Um, and he was, he is a Palestinian refugee. He was, I think he um, moved from the Palestine to the U.S. when he was like four years old. Had some issues. It, he claims that he was, uh, or I guess he was, he was under the influence of alcohol at the time, and he didn't, he wasn't much of a drinker, uh, and so that colored his, or changed his, um, you know. Are you the, sure the, you buy that? I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, this happened well there's also years ago. there's, there's <laughs>
0: like, a theory that like the bodyguard was the one that did it because he was like a new bodyguard or something or security at the it was while he was hotel. walking through the restaurant or the kitchen area of the hotel, yeah. Right. Right. Um, there, there's so, an argument there was like thirteen shots fired, but his gun only held seven or something like that. Oh, there's yeah, okay. There was an extra man on the grass. Yeah, level. exactly. Uh,
1: um I so how do I feel about it? I honestly man I I, so i have competing thoughts right i can imagine that if my this was my uh you know if my great great-grandfather, no, great-grandfather was murdered by somebody 50 years ago i'd still be pretty pissed about it i wouldn't just be so willing to uh forgive and forget but at the same time this guy's been in jail for 50 years he i don't think he poses a threat to anybody i don't think there's any um any reason to to keep him in jail is for the public good anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, Multiple members of of the family have come out and said they're okay with him being released, although others have, you know, come out and said they're not. Um, I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm more upset about Charlie Watts dying. (laughs) Okay. Explain that.
0: Charlie Watts, the drummer from Rolling Stones, died last week. Right. (laughs) It's it's not related other than the sympathy for the devil lyrics that he did. Right, okay. You know, right. Right. Stone song. Did you, are you going to make me explain all the jokes on the show? No, no okay. just that one. Okay. This one, Joe, Joe, Biden's dog barking. No, we, we don't have to explain that okay. one either. Oh, I think the context is I, relevant. Natasha's going to come in here and glue that button down. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let's get into, we have a handful of COVID topics and then yeah. a little of uh, some econ stuff and technology-ish. Do uh, you want to start us off,
1: Alan? Sure. So U.S. COVID-19 hospitalizations exceeded 100,000 this week for the first time since January before widespread uh, widespread vaccine availability. Meanwhile, U.S. COVID-19 case and death numbers also continue to grow. Um, the CDC released a new study that found unvaccinated people are 29 times more likely to be hospitalized for COVID-19 and five times more likely to contract COVID-19 based on data from uh, L.A. County.
0: I, you know, when I read those stats, I think so much more about that interview we had with Brewer a couple of weeks ago. Now, yeah, it. I'm. I. I don't know about you. We had. Um. We had a thing. I'll tell you about it on. I'll tell you about it in the future on our <laughs> show from earlier in the week. Uh, right. We had a incident sort of at our office um and i'm just like i'm back to just wearing my mask especially if i'm going inside and i got other people around me and they're wearing masks it's like well i'll just wear my mask too uh it's no you know it's not difficult for me where i maybe want to consider you know if i'm you know spreading this around or not you know Uh, that said we also did go out on broadway that same evening but (laughs) we went to places where nobody was wearing masks they were all choosing to do that so i I know that's not the best logic because it's. I still understand the significance of the virus and the potential for new variants, which are apparently already brewing variants of Delta. They're not now variants of COVID, Um, but yeah. I I mean,
1: I I have to say that I personally was probably more cautious last week on vacation than I've been in the preceding months. Yeah, because after the after the interview with Brewer and also just seeing the. The, the changes in the news right the changes in the news and the studies that are rolling and i'm like man you know this is uh we, we we i don't think it's time to take the foot off the gas here as far as taking this seriously um so yeah i was i was pretty cautious last week i definitely wore my mask i definitely avoided places that were crowded indoors um and i and i Tried to stay outdoors mostly when I was in public spaces. Yeah.
0: Um, In relation to that, the EU, I mean, probably not at all related to that. The EU removed the U.S. from its safe list and recommended reinstating non-essential travel restrictions due to COVID-19. I don't know why Mm -hmm. that makes me laugh. The guidance is non-binding as each member state ultimately sets its own travel policy. So it's like public health recommendations in the EU are don't come here.
1: Mm. So back in June, the EU had uh, shifted their so they had shifted from saying, no, U.S., uh, we shouldn't allow U.S. Uh, citizens into the country for non-essential travel and said, yes, we can. And then now, you know, two months later, some two and a half months later, they are cha- you know, doing a, 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 a U-turn on that. Well, obviously, for obvious reasons, which we just discussed. Right. Um, so, yeah, as you said, it's not binding. So it's going to be sort of a patchwork uh, between the member states of who decides to do what. Um, so if you are looking to travel to Europe, uh, you, you probably want to Google that before you go.
0: Jesus. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that. So that's not I, that I thought that was well, you know, people can still travel to Europe then.
1: Yeah. So but each each member state can choose whether to allow, oh, right. uh, you know, what they're what they're vaccination requirements will be or what their travel requirements will be. Right,
0: and I'm sure the first place they double check is that safe list, which we are not on before they <laughs> decide who they allow in, huh?
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah, it, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't put it past the EU to do that, but it does seem that... Uh, I, I just It seems like the countries that shut down travel, one, they did better in the pandemic, but two, they definitely had the most unrest over it.
1: Yeah, I mean, then so it was is that like, a trade-off that's worth making? I don't, I guess.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it is. I think people should be able to so. choose not to. You know, I don't, I don't. But you, I mean, if you're, but you're saying it's a trade-off work, worth making to choose to do it?
1: As a sovereign country, you know. Sure, to, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to hurt your economy some as well, um, but is it worth it to, you know, keep the cases yeah.
0: down? And you're saying because the EU has like a blanket ability to tell them whether they can or not, but then the individual sovereign countries within it still have their autonomy yeah 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 Yeah. it's a weird thing man i'm still not used to the eu
1: (laughs) it it is a little bizarre yes uh
0: like you sat on the podcast like a year ago you're like oh the the states of the eu i'm like you think they're (laughs) state oh i guess that is kind of yeah
1: (laughs) very old states okay uh the treasury department oh wait it's your turn ah the treasury department reported that only 11 percent of 47 billion in federal rental assistance has been distributed by state and local governments through July. I mean, this is something I kind of talked about on the show before. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Is it just all that money just sitting out there?
0: Why? And, what, what's well, the reason for it? Like, are the governors not wanting to give it
1: out or. Some like, of it. Yeah. Some, is, some of it. Is that hey, what it comes down your, to? <laughs> uh, some of it's just bureaucracy. You know, everybody, our favorite term on this show mm-hmm. um, where, you know, they've instituted unnecessary bureaucracy in and attempt to, um, To give this out Um, there are there are states who just really aren't into it and don't haven't but aren't there also a a lot of situations where the
0: states set things up so that it was hard for people to meet the criteria necessary so that they were qualified yes but it's like once nobody's qualified like move that lineup the money's been spent right like it's already allocated yeah that's infuriating
1: it really is i mean there's a lot of situations that people can be in where they're not in a normal sort of rental situation maybe somebody's renting a room or sharing a you know an apartment or whatever that might be that makes dude it who difficult. the fuck cares just
0: divide it all up amongst how many renters they I, fucking are and it's still you could go around and make a difference I agree. Like if you're gonna print money a in my opinion don't and two <laughs> right. when you do divide it by the eligible participants you can give it to and then directly give it to them don't act like you have some moral superiority where you can you know, where you where you get to decide to be the arbiter of who who, who receives this aid. Well, fuck you. I agree. All right. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, none <laughs> taken. Uh, oh, relate in relation to that, the Supreme yes. Court ruled six three the, the CDC is not America's landlord and does not have the authority to impose a nationwide eviction moratorium without congressional approval, which is key. Uh, the, the, so I guess the Biden administration made an effort the week before to try to extend that federal ban, which was what odd. Cause I'd heard like conservatives saying like, oh, the, the Biden administration attempt to ban it. I'm like, no, it was the CDC, but that's right. The Biden was trying to continue the CDC's action and then court Supreme court has canceled it.
1: Correct. So, yes, the I mean, so the Supreme Court had said, look, uh, if you want to do this, that's fine. But it can't just be the CDC just enacting this. Did you read their
0: a- did you read their um, yeah, decision? They the said it, it strains credibul- cred- oh, yeah, I can't. I to, I've cried all week to say that word. What credulity? <laughs> credulity. I think I got it.
1: Yeah, uh, they said you know, the <laughs> CDC can't just. <laughs> can't just uh, they don't have the authority to do this um, so if Congress had come in and said yes we want to do this that would be one thing but Congress hasn't been able to do that um, I think the Biden administration well I think we talked about this already they were aware this was coming yeah um, so it's not a surprise to anybody uh, there are so reports are that there's I, mean, I don't remember what the number was but there's some millions of people that are within or they say they're within two months of potentially being evicted oh from I homes. mean they've been saying that our whole life though yeah, but oh
0: probably. evicted yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Um. So, so yeah. It's well. How many I, I, millions?
0: Do you want to look that up? Sure. You type faster than me. Are we gonna put the music in? Yeah. Hold up, huh? I gotta look this up. All right, this is real important. Gotta
1: find out more about it. Classic. Oh, there it is. Three and a half million.
0: That you know what? That's smaller than I thought. Three and a That's half million. That's fewer than I thought said they faced eviction the next two months i mean yeah but that's people are uh, usually more optimistic than reality right so that's probably sure. i'm not underestimated in itself it's probably closer to 10 million right i would guess I mean, yes yeah 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 uh do you want to do that next one you got the delta oh, airlines
1: yes. delta airlines not the no, delta variant right uh imposed a 200 hundred dollar per month surcharge for unvaccinated employees on the firm's health insurance program as part of a series of measures aiming to increase the COVID-19 vaccination rate among its workforce. I heard people talking about that, and it actually really upset me because the way they were phrasing
0: it was that it was um, a, a punishment. They're saying that you know the, the employees at Delta will be punished. Uh, Two hundred. They're like, we tried encouraging people to get vaccinated. We tried giving them incentives, and now we're moving to the punishment phase. It's like, no motherfucker. Like <laughs> the, Delta has their own. Pri- they're, they run their insurance. Like they're mm-hmm. uh, self-insured. Is that whatever that's right. called? So it's their insurance company, and they're like, look, we expect this to to be like fifty thousand dollars per incident, and if you're not vaccinated, we checked the and what the tables, and the tables say two hundred bucks a month. Like, well,
1: in their statement, they said the average hospital stay for COVID nineteen has cost Delta fifty thousand dollars per person. Yeah, this surcharge will be necessary to address the financial risk the decision to not vaccinate is creating for our company. I mean, this isn't—they're basically the insurance company at this point, and they're saying this is what it's going to cost uh, for you to take that risk. I know you there's know? people that have reasonable reasons, reasonable, re- legitimate reasons
0: for being hesitant about being vaccine, vac- vaccinated. It's mm-hmm. not very many people. Like, But no. I know that there are people that have a real fear that I won't mock. Mm-hmm. However, the more this goes on, the more it really shows that there's people that are just being stubborn and obstinate and... Uh, what defiance disorder type fucking people. I don't mean, right, I, I don't right. mean it, you know, the show's called none taken. You don't come here and get mad at me for calling you that. <laughs> like, like, but the longer this goes on, it's like, well, you know, it's not approved by the FDA. I'm not taking it. Then it gets approved and they're like, well, we don't trust the FDA anyways, which I see your point. But <laughs> what well, you said that earlier anyways, and now, you know, it's, uh, oh, they're trying to punish us. No, man, like there's legitimate reasons for this. And and here's why. I mean, no, none of these numbers are getting pulled out of anyone's ass. Like, this is just, this is the decision you've made. And at one at one point, you probably said, things like this might happen, but I'll still do it. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. here we are. There we are.
1: This is a real cost to a, a, a choice. Yeah. Um, and, and choices come with consequences, and this is one. So Trade-offs. There you go. Speaking of trade-offs, uh, let's uh,
0: pivot into an economic topic. But first, I have a DAQ for you. Ooh, okay. Co comernity? 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 Yeah. I'm not familiar with this term. Yeah, no, you shouldn't be. That's okay. the uh, branded uh, trademark or uh, drug name for Pfizer Beyond uh, COVID vaccine.
1: Co- oh okay. co-
0: com comernity C O M I R N A T Y. Comernity. Okay. It sounds like comorbidity.
1: It really does. In fact, when you first said it, I thought that's what you were trying to say. What <laughs> the fuck,
0: man! Like, and they and they actually showed a list of all the other things that they tried, and they were they were worse, but only clumsier. Like, so this was the the uh yeah, name for that? yeah. Okay. You know what this is, Alan? This is what? a clumsy portmanteau. What it is? <laughs> it's a. It was supposed to be a portmanteau of community and COVID mRNA. And to give you the uh, oh, I see, yeah, the ideas of community, just right. This is a clumsy portmanteau. I I, I agree, and I, I wish you would say portmanteau a few more times. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if it comes up, I promise I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, next topic: Fed Chair Jerome Powell reaffirmed the central bank will. Uh, so the so central bankers met at Jackson Hole summit, which was mm-hmm. held via Zoom this this time again. Um, so central bankers from around the world uh, met, and in that meeting, federal, Fed Chair Jerome Powell reaffirmed the central bank will likely start tapering, tapering? tapering. tapering <laughs> asset purchases later this year, but noted there is, a, there is much ground to cover before interest rate hikes in a highly anticipated speech he held last Friday. Um, and in fact, I think he said that they likely won't see any hikes until maybe the end of next year if things are going well, and they're fine letting them... They, they see nothing wrong with the market getting too hot as opposed to getting too cold. We've talked a lot about this, uh, and I've been talking for at least a minute. Do you want know to jump <clears> in?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so this was... a Anytime the Fed chair speaks, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, people tend to like read into every single word of of any statement that's made by him and try and the see if this is, speaks, right? Exactly. Let's try to see if there's any sort of uh, um, sort of significance to something that maybe hadn't been said before. There wasn't anything significant here. The, the Fed as a whole and, and <laughs> Jerome Powell himself has been sort of towing this line for quite a while. Uh, they are not concerned about inflation currently they're far more concerned about the jobs recovery um and they don't expect to be rising rates anytime or raising rates anytime soon
0: so. uh asset purchases tapering asset purchases that means they're going to slowly stop having money printed at the treasury given to, to them and for bonds. them to buy bonds to That's right. to then give to the government to stay
1: uh, what Uh, to loan themselves money basically
0: does that sound legitimate like i get that that's how this whole fucking thing works and that's really sophomoric of me to say it's that simple but i mean like does that like come on does that sound legitimate
1: especially when so interest rates have been effectively a zero for some years now it's one of the few tools that the fed has to do anything at all to in financial policy to uh control the economy uh so yeah it's a a a demand
0: they can only induce a demand
1: yeah, it's it's a weird tool, uh, but it, it's one of the few that they have to use at the, at the moment. It's typically interest rates are the are the big tool, so they can raise or lower rates. But once it's at zero, or if I so you're zero,
0: saying printing money and buying, uh, buying is a bonds to- is. It, it, oh. it just doesn't make, it just doesn't seem logical to me. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I I do have the ability to understand it. I do. Right. I'm saying while I'm holding that thought, I'm looking at it from the side and going, I don't know, it seems pretty suspicious and kind of like one of those things that you just accept because it's been around your whole life. Like, right. It doesn't seem like that. That doesn't sound legitimate. Like if a business was doing that, you'd be like, well, who do we
1: call? Like this, is, <laughs> this isn't how you're supposed to run things yeah macroeconomics especially at a government level can be very bizarre okay i agree right. yes and right. next topic then. uh amazon partnered with buy now pay later service affirm to enable monthly installments for certain purchases a firm's stock is up uh, around 50 percent in pre-market trading that was when it happened so, uh, so amazon has had a credit partner for a long time uh, synchrony i believe who is the credit company that supplies most of your like retail type credit cards, like your, you know, your targets and your Sears or whatever um, has been with Amazon for quite a while where you could, they, they try to sell it to you a lot at checkout. You've probably seen the ad, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, get some points or yeah. pay later or whatever. Uh, so this is just a different type of credit. It's gonna be more accessible to people that have uh, less credit. Uh, it's a way to basically pay things in installments. Um, I don't
0: I, know. I, I get red flags when I see more news stories about like a shaky economy and, and More credit being, being offered. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I get it. It's the government's uh, history lesson I got about the Great Depression. But one <laughs> of the main things was farmers were overextended on credit, and then they lost their crops, and they couldn't. And, like, people were buying stocks on credit and stonks. Excuse me. Stonks. But, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty – I feel like everyone admits that we're kind of walking a fine line here. And these are indicators to me. I think, like, we come back to it, that might have been a thing. Like the housing bubble in 08? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think-
0: Not, I wouldn't to go me, that this is... far, but I'm saying it's an indicator right. of those things, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. U.S. retail sales slowed 1.1% in July from the prior month, missing economist expectations, but hey, don't worry, still up 15.8% from a year ago. A year ago, July of 2020. <laughs> they're acting like being up 15% from last year means fucking anything. Like right. that, should up, that should be up 1,000% from
1: last year. So most most corporates that I'm I'm aware of are actually not even using LY as an indicator. They're using LLY. So two mm-hmm. years ago, as a, a marker, because LY, as you said, is just it, there's yeah. apples to oranges. You can't even compare. Um, so yeah, it slowed a little bit. If so, if you take out, I think cars and gas prices, it's actually slowed like 0.4 percent because uh, vehicles and Jesus and gas- Christ, cars and gas are in
0: retail sales. Yes. <laughs> okay, but online is online retail. Online's retail too. Yep. Uh, retail is massive. Okay. Well, don't think about that prior subject. Before that, or the one before that. Uh, <laughs> a company called Plant Palantir. Do you have anything more on that? Did I cut you off? No. Okay. Good. A company called Palantir. P A L A N T I R revealed that it bought fifty-one million dollars of one-hundred-ounce gold physical gold bars. An effort. By the public data analytics firm to diversify its cash holdings in preparation for black swan events none of these topics are related alan
1: <laughs> yeah i thought that was interesting a data analytics firm is desi- deciding to to drop 51 million dollars on gold um so first of all if they're a data analytics firm what did they find out they dug right? something up they're like oh shit. <laughs> yeah what are they seeing um so so gold is typically a a sort of flight to quality when you're concerned that you know the markets are in a bubble Uh, oddly how
0: bitcoin's been but maybe wouldn't say flight to quality flight to what's that called uh volatility and uh okay sorry go on when so
1: actually palantir actually said that they're considering investing in bitcoin as well or or cryptocurrency my cryptos have gone way i'm so excited that i bought it 69 cents on a coin that's like three dollars now Nice. Yeah. yeah, they said that they're considering further diversifying uh, their holdings by investing in cryptos as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, they're storing the $51 million in physical gold bars in some undisclosed location in the Northwest. It'll be the so, next Die Hard movie. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, we'll have to get that on Netflix. Did uh, Did you
0: see, there was another story about, I can't, I can't find it, but there was, a some a company had bought or a an investor had bought a bunch of some gold bars and, uh, mm-hmm. he drilled into them because he was suspicious and found that the inside was tungsten, which
1: is like <laughs> the same weight as gold, but clearly gray. I had not seen that. Yeah. No. Interesting. Yeah. That reminds me, there's a Looney Tunes cartoon where, um, where Bugs Bunny paints a bunch of rocks gold and takes them into a bar and fun <laughs> Just ensues. Just like that. I remember that Just one. like that. You know what? Yeah. I
0: think I've seen the same Looney Tunes cartoon. I'm sure you have. I think I'm sure I have too. Uh, <laughs> did, do you have anything more on that? How do you want to go out on this? How do we go out on these Friday shows, Alan? Oh, I don't know. Uh,
1: did we say that was fun? Oh, the dog. <laughs> All right. God bless. Cheers. Cheers. The uh, dog is my new favorite. Uh, Addition to our our, uh, our yes. soundboard here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love that thing. I'm gonna stop.
0: Is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why?
1: Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. Now this is podcasting.